let's talk about the most impactful roster cutdowns and how they affect fantasy drafts. First and most importantly, Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor did not get traded and is still on the PUP list, so he's going to miss the first four games of the season, and I'm not sure what the long-term plan is. The Colts also cut Kenyon Drake today, Zach Moss broke his arm, and Deion Jackson appears to be the only healthy body in the running back room, so that's someone you definitely want to pick up or draft. Um, I can't imagine that the Colts won't lean on Anthony Richardson in the running department that much more over the first four games. So that's going to boost his value as well. Next, let's talk about Kyler Murray. As you may have heard, Murray was not taken off the pup list either and will miss the first month of the season as well. So it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out for the entire season. At this point, I feel like Murray's way too risky to draft. The Cardinals cut Colt McCoy which is kind of strange because he acted as a number one quarterback throughout training camp and traded for Joshua Dobbs. They're saying there's a competition between Dobbs and the rookie quarterback they drafted, but I don't think they would trade for Dobbs unless they intended to use him week one. I think this definitely affects all of the offensive weapons in Arizona. You can downgrade James Conner, Marquise Brown, and even Rondell Moore. Now let's talk about some kickers. There's actually some decent action in this department. Nick Folk got traded from the New England Patriots to the Tennessee Titans for a seventh round pick. I actually had Folk pegged as a fourth best kicker in fantasy this year, but I think you can slide Ryland right into that role. It was more about the team and the lack of ability to score in the red zone that really propped up Folk's value over the last two seasons. So it wouldn't surprise me if Ryland produces just like Folk did over the last two years. I think he's going to get a ton of opportunities, and if he can manage to be decently accurate, he should score similarly. As for Folk, I think Folk is still a top 8 kicker. He proved to be very accurate over the last couple years. He's more of an inside the 50, closer to the 40 type kicker, so he's not going to make those long kicks, but if he's given opportunity in Tennessee, I think he'll definitely come through for you. Another surprising move was Brett Maher being cut. I had him as my number 5 kicker in fantasy this year. I think Sean Payton's just in love with everybody from the Saints. He traded for Will Lutz today for a 7th round pick, and Lutz has been pretty much given the starting role. Maher had a pretty good training camp, he missed a couple of kicks in the first preseason game, but was solid after that. I have no doubt Maher will get picked up by somebody, and depending on where he goes, he should have some pretty decent value. As for Lutz, I'm not sure if I can keep him in the same spot that I had Maher, which was number 5. Lutz is coming off of a season where he was injured and had career lows, so it's kind of tough to trust. You might want to go with someone like Jason Myers of Seattle instead. Now let's talk about some running backs. The Baltimore Ravens cut Melvin Gordon today, and Gordon was kind of brought in late into training camp anyway, and I think that was more of an insurance move because J.K. Dobbins was holding in for a new contract, but this all but solidifies that Dobbins and Gus Edwards are going to be running the show in Baltimore. I don't see them adding any other veteran running backs to that room. Another kind of surprising release was Demetric Felton of the Browns. I thought he would solidify his role as a third down back, but with the Browns trading for Pierre Strong earlier this week, the writing was kind of on the wall. I figured now this all but paves a clear way for Jerome Ford to have a pretty good role behind Nick Chubb, and I think Pierre Strong will be sprinkled in, but this is definitely Chubb's backfield, and I don't see them adding anybody else. The Browns also released Jordan Wilkins, so they're pretty comfortable with who they have in their running back room at this point. Next, Zonovan Bam Knight of the Jets. He was a feel-good story last year, getting thrust into some starting role opportunities because of the injuries to Brees Hall. But I think once the Jets brought in Dalvin Cook, the writing was on the wall. That room is already pretty full, and I think this was really not a surprising move. 
Three other notable running backs to be released were James Robinson, Miles Gaskin, and Jared Patterson. With Robinson, I think he'll actually end up finding a job somewhere. He's proven that he's a capable starter. I know his Achilles injury is probably not behind him. That's why he's on his fourth team in two years. But he showed enough talent with the Jaguars to earn another spot somewhere. Um, as for Gaskin, I think he was more of a one-hit wonder in Miami. He just got a lot of opportunity due to injuries that one year. But with them having Jeff Wilson Jr. and Raheem Mostert, he became expendable as well. And then Jarrett Patterson. The backroom for the Commanders is pretty much controlled by Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson. I would imagine that Jared Patterson will probably take a while to find a role anywhere, and he may not at all. He was kind of a plotter. He did have a little bit of success at points, but nothing that was so great on tape that's going to land him a job right away. Now let's talk about some receivers. Both Jamison Crowder and Cole Beasley were released by the New York Giants today. I think once Wendell Robinson kind of proved that he's healthy from his injury and Jalen Hyatt emerged, both of these guys became expendable. And I think with Darius Slayton getting a new contract, them having Darren Waller, and keeping Sterling Shepard, they actually have a number of receivers that can rely on for the first time in years. A couple of other semi-notable receivers to be released were one Denzel Mims of the Detroit Lions. The Lions just traded for him from the Jets, so it's kind of surprising they let him go so soon. Mims, the one second round pick, has just not been able to get his footing in the league, and I'm not sure that he ever will. Because of his draft pedigree, he may land somewhere else, but I don't see him making any noise. Um, the other person, Brian Edwards, Brian Edwards was hoping to rekindle his relationship with Derek Carr in New Orleans, but it looks like it's not going to happen, and this is probably the last stop for Edwards as well. Lastly, in a surprising move, the New England Patriots cut quarterback Bailey Zappi. Zappi stepped in for the injured Mac Jones last year and looked pretty good, so there's little doubt he'll find a new home, either as a backup or possibly as a starter somewhere where the actual starter goes down. I think this solidifies Mac Jones' role in the offense, so all the offensive weapons can stay right where they're at on draft boards. Your Ramondre Stevenson, Zeke Elliott, Hunter Henry, Juju Smith-Suster, Devontae Parker, if you are drafting Parker. But Jones seems to be the quarterback for the foreseeable future. Those are some important moves from today's roster cutdowns. Please subscribe and let me know how these moves affect your drafts.